0: Hello and good morning everybody. Hey, it's Ben Rebecca calling for Arrow. Man, that's me. You guys wanna rock and roll? <laughs> We're doing fantastic, man. You guys out on the road? What you guys out doing?
1: Yeah, we are here in New York. We're doing a lot of uh, big press push for our book, and we are so excited to be here. We can't thank you enough, Arrow.
0: We're so excited. I can't thank you guys enough in the way that we need this book right now. We need a place of escape. We need a place where we can step in and kind of chuckle in ways that we haven't done in a very long time. We've been oh, under a lot so of pressure.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> we hope to, yeah, relieve some of the stress. We can't wait to talk to you about it.
0: It's going to become water cooler conversation that's an old radio term but at the same time it's also going to become conversation on the social medias because people are going to say did you read that book yet
2: Oh. Thank you for saying that. I really think that um, one thing that we found even just in the few days it's been out has been, you know, we we wrote this book to sort of do a loving send up slash roast slash love letter to our generation. I think we wanted to really write it in that sense of humor, in that style that our friends respond so well to. Um, but one thing that we found is, you know, our parents, our parents, friends, grandparents, people of all ages have reached out being like, I know exactly what that feeling was. I remember so distinctly, you know, the first time my friend got a great job and I tried to be really happy for them but I was so jealous or you know the first time that I felt imposter syndrome at work so really trying to strike that balance of you know making it feel really laugh out loud funny but also things that everyone can really relate to and talk about and pieces you can share even among your family
0: well the one thing that I've taken note of a lot lately especially you can see it at Starbucks you can see it even before people watch a movie everybody's got a book in their hands right now and a Mm -hmm. book like this is really going to lift them to a newer level
1: We really hope so. We always say we wanted to write a Frisbee book, which is (laughs) this term that we made up to say that you read a chapter or a line that you love and just makes you belly laugh or reminds you of a very specific feeling from growing up, such that you dog ear the page and you Frisbee the book over to your best friend or your sister or your uncle on the beach or whatnot and probably hit them in the face. So if we could get some faces hit with this book, that would be a a job well done in our book.
0: (laughs) Well, the title alone, I mean, who came up with that? Naked in Ride? share because you sit there and my mother used to take us to school and she would just have her bathrobe on so i mean i laughed when yeah. i saw this <laughs> um i'm so excited
2: that we got uh, her representation in there <laughs> no i mean we we really tried to we wanted to capture the feeling of you know being in your 20s and just like not feeling like you know what you're doing so we always describe that as being in the back of an uber pool while everyone around you is in business casual heading on to work and you somehow haven't even remembered to put on your pants
0: <laughs> yeah, that's me <laughs> i have right. these dreams all the time man it's like i forgot to put my pants on now yep. do, you, do you guys have writer's dreams as well it's like where you wake up in the middle of the night going oh my god thank god i got out of that one because that, that felt too real oh my god
1: last night i woke up from a dream that we were getting studio notes and didn't have pen and paper so we couldn't write anything down yeah that's a, that's a lot of what takes up our uh, our anxious mind Wouldn't you say rebecca
2: Absolutely. I mean, we also wrote on The Tonight Show for a couple of years. And that feeling of, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda is on the show in 10 minutes and you forgot to write something for him that, that uh, I can't imagine going away anytime soon.
0: Anywhere you can talk about that if these 30 different stories are going to turn into little episodes on Netflix or Hulu, because, I mean, it's got that kind of quality to it.
1: That's so nice to say, Arrow. Yeah, we do have some stuff in the works by way of uh, bringing some of these stories to screen. So we're always curious if you read through and you can sort of guess, oh, maybe that's the one that, uh, you know, I'll see on TV in a few years. Uh, If that's the case, uh, we will be running back to your show to share more details. For now, it's a little bit under lock and key, but that's certainly the hope. Some of these characters we just love and want to live with further.
0: When it comes to your creativity, Julia Cameron always talks about letting your inner child come out. I almost feel like that that's exactly what you guys did with this project, is that you, you, know, you know, you're just letting that, that, that funnier side inside of you go, look, I, I, I don't want to be mundane anymore. I want to get out here and I want to have some fun.
2: Oh, totally the permission to get weird with it is the most fun thing I think you can ask any adult to do and mm-hmm. I mean ben and I are also a couple as well we uh have been dating for nine years now um and I think the other fun thing is just like getting permission to be silly and make your partner laugh is so much fun we know we're on to something when we can genuinely surprise the other one with a joke
0: how are you able to work together like that when you because I mean that that for a lot of people having a creative team I mean even howard Stern will say that he goes I don't know how they do it these two actors Mm -hmm. in the same family how do you do it
1: oh my gosh yeah it's true it's all eggs one basket but at the end of the day we trust each other's taste really implicitly so even if i have an idea that i'm a thousand percent sure is you know the best the funniest story in the world the best tv show idea if i bring it to rebecca and she Isn't quite buying it? Then my first instinct is like, okay, there must be something I missed. So whenever someone uh, asks, "Oh, what should I look for in a writing partner?" It's someone who you just trust so so uh, intrinsically.
0: Yeah, because that's that's what happened with my wife and I. And I think this is what opened up my heart. She says, "Don't give me any of that DJ ego crap. I know people more famous than you." And I thought this is the one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. That's a great line.
2: (laughs) Yeah, having a partner who checks you, I think more more than anything is uh, a, a valuable investment.
0: Do you sit around at home just writing away? Because I can't seem to put down my writing instrument. Oh. We do. I
2: mean, we we. It's one of the best and worst things about writing with your partner is that there's always something that you can be creatively riffing on. But luckily, we still find it really fun. And when we don't, I mean, it does remind me a little bit of there. One of our favorite chapters in our book uh, is called "We'd Kill Each Other." Yep. Um, and most of the chapters are fiction, but uh, a couple of them are nonfiction. And this one was, you know, we when we talk to people and say that we work with our partner, uh, the number one thing we hear is, "Oh, if I worked with my partner, we'd kill each other." So Ben and I. Thomas is a thought experiment wrote this funny piece that's basically, you know, what would happen if an argument between us escalated so badly that we two mildly out of shape comedy writers in good faith decided to try to kill each other. So it's sort of a <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Smith, but with indigestion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things that caught my attention on this, my last book was based on I, I always tell people it's 53 different pieces of poetry that happens to tell a story. Is that what mm. happened here? These are 30 different stories that just happened to become a book.
1: That's almost right. Yeah, it's funny. I think we set out to just uh, write stories that made each other laugh and that exposed emotional truths that we wanted to explore. And our editor, Harper Collins, actually gave us the idea to uh, tie them together as this sort of coming of age story. So they looked at them and noticed, hey, you have a bunch that are about childhood and a bunch that are about teenage years, college, you know, postgrad college, grad. And so it came together as this sort of string of, uh, of growing up stories about being young right now and then being less and less young and trying to enter the adult world as it
0: were speaking of that less and less young that one of the struggles that i have as a writer is what am i going to do with all this stuff when i'm no no you know no longer doing it and maybe i'm gone are you guys Mm -hmm. facing that because i mean with both of you in this together oh my god you've got a lot of journals that that are just sitting there
1: Absolutely. We yeah, I always say that this book will be a really nice memento I and I got engaged last week and it doesn't escape us that we now have this thing that our, you know, kids and grandkids will get to see and be traumatized by and say, Wow, my grandparents were disgusting when you were <laughs> these chapters. So yeah, it's a it's a very lucky thing to have.
0: <laughs> do you do you have friends that ever look at the book and go, You're writing about me? I know you are. This this feels like something that I would have done with you guys.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, by name, if not uh, by story.
0: Do you find yourself being what I call silent wolves? It's like you're underneath the brush of a tree and you're just watching life. You're going, oh, I'm writing about that.
1: It's so funny you say that. Yeah, we're we're definitely observers of our friends and our communities, and we're always writing stuff down on our phones. And I think our friends have, I would imagine, a mixture of um flattery and cringe when they see that we are taking a note about something they said. They're like, damn, where is that going to show up?
0: <laughs> but but has it ever done something wrong to a friendship? Because there are there are many people that will not come around me to talk anymore because they know I'm going to take it in and I'm going to take it to a podcast and talk about it. So they're going, I don't want you to talk about me.
1: Oh my gosh! Mm. Not yet, but uh, TikTok. Why don't we just yeah. say that?
0: <laughs> so what's what's in store for the two of you? Because I mean, every, everything seems to be going back to a normal world now with the writer's strike and the actor's strike and stuff. So what that that has got to be a brand new platform for you guys now?
2: Oh yes, and thank goodness for it. I mean, it's it's so fantastic that it got resolved, um, and the deals seem to be ones that everyone's really happy with. Um, yeah, I mean, our our first love is TV and film, and um, that's something that we're just so excited to jump back into and you know pursue in earnest so uh we're gonna finish out some of this book stuff we've been having the best time talking about it and getting people's reactions and then you know seeing what form these stories will live in going
0: forward are you guys having to do like what we radio people are doing we have to we have to now buy this this program or this insurance of types of protecting our voice so that people can't steal it with through ai are you guys having to do the same thing
1: That's so interesting you ask. You know, AI, as we know, is one of the big wedge issues of both strikes. And the writers guild did a fantastic job negotiating and negotiating until um, they got protections that we feel really comfortable about, at least for now. So we don't have to do anything on our own. We're very lucky to be part of, uh, as far as we're concerned, one of the most amazing guilds in the country who has our back.
0: Everybody has their favorite place to read a book. Is it okay to tell my listeners that, hey, if you want to read it in the bathroom, take it in there?
2: Oh,
1: Absolutely,
2: make yeah. <laughs> it oh the back God, if, of a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're not scrolling on your phone in the bathroom, you get so many bonus points. And If you're scrolling, but only because you're watching listen, or reading the book on Kindle, then go with God.
0: <laughs> I love it. Where can people go to find out more about the two of you and this book?
2: You can find us uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, and the book Naked in the Rideshare is available wherever books are sold. So uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, the Harper Collins website, your favorite local bookstore.
0: Now, a lot of people have been taking their books to comedy clubs because comedy clubs know you guys have got one hell of a following. I mean, are you guys mm-hmm. going to be doing anything like that?
1: it's really interesting you know we performed a little bit in college we performed a little bit on the tonight show rebecca especially by the time we left was in a bunch of sketches uh we don't have the performance bug as much at least right now we're just enjoying secluding ourselves and writing and seeing much more yeah. talented people than we uh, perform it on screen should we be so lucky
0: i love it please come back to this show anytime in the future the door is always going to be open
1: we absolutely will Aaron. thank you for having us Thanks for the thoughtful questions
0: well you'd be brilliant today okay
1: uh, thanks sarah have a good one
2: thank you yeah.